What's up, mamas? It's Tanika Ray. I was a television host for 20 years before my entire life blew up when I had a baby. Shifting gears from red carpets to a gig called Mom required a whole new game plan. The carefree, globe-trotting boss babe me was suddenly in search of a mommy tribe to help me navigate the inevitable fumbles and fails of raising a kid. Mama's Day with Tanika Ray is a sanctuary for the Mommy Collective, where we amplify our self-love and self-care, trade tips on raising conscious kids, help each other fine-tune our boundaries, and celebrate the highs while forgiving ourselves for the lows in the wild, 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 wild world of mommying AF. Hello, mamas, and welcome to another episode of Mama's Day with Tanika Ray. So I'm going to start with talking about my episode last week. You know, one thing is for sure, moms experience every single emotion in this job called mom. Every single one. We have good days. We have bad days. We have good minutes. We have bad minutes. One thing is for sure, your day is going to be unpredictable with how you are going to be able to manage the scope of the job. And one thing that I want to be really, really honest about is when it's not so cheery. I think that's really important for us as a group to understand that it's amazing as mommying is, as amazing as it is to create a life and to nurture that life and to love that life, there are some hard moments. Even my producers, I actually titled the last episode, When Mommying Sucks, because I was smack dab in the middle of like, oh my gosh, it's so hard. And I'm dealing with a very smart, emotional, um, only child who sometimes by any means necessary, she wants me focused on her. So I give it up to my producers who actually changed the title. Thanks, Jenny Media, to Every Mommy Has That. What is it? Wait, wait, wait. Let me get it right. Every Mommy Has Those Days, which is a lot more PG, but... (laughs) At the the energy behind that was when mommying sucks, let's face it, you know, that we all go through it. But um, I'm going to keep this one a lot more positive. Why? Because I'm having a much better week. And that's that's why I want to make sure that we cover all these topics, because sometimes it's great and sometimes it's hard. And instead of pretending like those times that are hard don't exist, Let's talk about it so that we can move through it and it doesn't take us over. So moving forward, I have a really great episode for you guys. As you know, I love moms that I feel connected to. I love moms that I see myself in that are a reflection of me. Moms who mommy by their own rules They're empathetic, they're spiritual, they've done their work, they may have gone to therapy, 
They read a lot of books on how to expand as a person so that they don't pass on their traumas to their kids. And let's face it, we all have trauma. The difference is, do we heal ourselves? Do we seek out help? Do we read books on the matter? Do we understand that where we are now is great, but there's a better place that we can be so that we can become more evolved, elevated beings and we aren't passing on our trauma to our kids? It's all about healing. Can we forgive ourselves and others for the trauma that we've been through? So today I really want to center in on healing. And because of that, I thought the perfect mommy to bring to the mic is an IG social media sister girlfriend in my head, Anita Kopach. And I'm going to start off by saying that if you have been triggered by the word trauma, I feel you. I couldn't even absorb the word trauma four years ago. I was like, trauma? I'm not traumatized. And then once I did more and more work and was able to break it down, I was like, oh, that's what they mean by trauma. It's like a hurdle that our emotional intelligence has to jump over in order to navigate this world. So when it comes to that, I I guess we've all been traumatized to a certain degree, especially in these last couple of years in the era of the pandy, the pandemic. All of us are not able to live our lives the way we once did. Our jobs don't look the way they once did. Just today, while I'm filming this, 900 employees on a group Zoom at better.com were fired like nothing. All these CEOs are stepping down, carrying on with their millions and billions of dollars. But what's going on with the gross of the world? Meaning, what's going on with the bulk of people, humans around the world? And so if we can agree that a lot of us have been traumatized in the last couple of years, then I bet you can probably agree that if you're a person of color, if you are of a marginalized community, Black, Asian, Latina, Persian, Indian, then your trauma has probably been multiplied by a thousand. It's definitely not a contest. I just want to put things in perspective. We're all desperately in need of healing. We are starting to see the cracks in the facade of our lives, the structures, the government, what we were told. Was it true? Was it not? What is real? Where's up and where's down? The compounded trauma on people of marginalized communities must be healed. The compounded trauma for people in my community, African-Americans, it has to be healed. We can no longer keep going just, well, this is the way we always did it. This is a moment in time for all of us, no matter what your background, to take a beat, have a moment, say, And understand that if I keep doing what I've always done, I'm going to get the same result. There has been no better time than right now to say, let's shift. Let's do something different. Let's approach this from a different angle. 
Okay, so why Anita Kopach, my my guest that I'm going to pass the mic to? Well, because Anita is filled with light. You know when you see somebody on social media and you're like, oh, I like them. I bet you we could be friends. Anita's that person. Well, there's many. But for this specific topic, healing, she was spot on. I love on her Instagram page when I first stumbled upon her, it reads, before she wrote the book, Shallow Waters, it read, spiritual psychologist and former editor-in-chief of Heart and Soul magazine. Well, that sounds like my people for sure. And then I started following her and looking at all her posts and literally every single morning or every single day where she came down my feed, I was like, yes. Oh, I so agree with that. Heart, heart, hearts. Like, like, like. Double tap. Anita's my girl. There's so many articles being written about her. And I'm going to tell you, this is not her first foray into writing. There's this really great afrotech.com article that wrote about Anita's book. There's so many thought leaders who have shifted focus from only success and making money and getting the bag to healing our community. One of those people is Charlemagne the God. He is at the forefront and it's really, truly inspiring. I always say that my podcast, Mama Stay with Tanika Ray, it amplifies a mama's world perspective and scope. There's something so powerful with amplifying, making bigger, making more powerful. Well, the first line about Charlemagne the God in this Afrotech.com article, it says, Charlemagne the God is avidly creating spaces for amplifying Black voices. Oh, so much respect. Like Charlemagne the God, I've had the mic on television shows for about 20 years. The difference now that I'm seeing with people in front of the camera and in front of the mic is that in 2021, so many amazing people with privilege and power are interested in helping all of us elevate and evolve and heal. It is long overdue. Getting the bag is somehow obviously necessary. We all need to survive, but it's taking a backseat to the collective, getting therapy and, and, and healing ourselves. There's just no better time than now to strengthen our foundation so that we can truly raise our kids through better circumstances. I truly don't want to wait for my daughter to grow up and repeat my bad chapters and get tripped up by the same hurdles. There's an attempt to heal 360 mind, body, and spirit to strengthen not only yourself, your family, but your community and ultimately the world at large. And that is where I want to honor. So in this, we're also going to celebrate not only Anita and her beautiful new book, but also Charlemagne. Because amplifying Black voices is a very important passion. He launched his publishing imprint called Black Privilege Publishing. And his very first novel is Anita Kopach's Shallow Waters. There are so many things I love about Anita, but one of my favorites is she calls herself a spiritual psychologist. And isn't that the kind of therapy we all need right now? After months of just constantly double tapping every single post that she creates, 
because I wholly and fully resonate with them, I knew I wanted to invite her on to discuss mommying AF beautifully, successfully, while attempting to heal our wounds all at the same time. You know, Charlemagne calls her book, Shallow Waters, a conversation starter that is inspiring and empowering people. He goes on to say to Afrotech, this book is a connection to the motherland and continues to remind us that there was something before us being enslaved here in America. He continues on praising the book by saying, Shallow Waters is one of those books that's just going to wake us up. Wow, what an endorsement. Well, it was definitely time for me to take my sister-girlfriend relationship with Anita off IG and onto my new podcast where I can amplify the most incredible ways to live true to yourself and in your purpose while raising your babies. Mama, stand up. Please welcome to the mic, Anita Kopach. I'm so excited to talk to you because I feel like in such weird times, we really need to synthesize what it is that we're ingesting on every level, right? Spiritually, physically, emotionally, mentally. And I've just gotten really hardcore about what I am letting in my force field and what I'm not. Like, unapologetic. I just, I cannot. Me too. I cannot. Oh, wait, I'm seeing my book. There. Yeah, let's put the book up, please. Hold on. Wait, let me let me put my girl. You know, you know. <laughs> no, trust. I'm sure you spent a great deal of solitude and really time to churn this baby out. Yeah, let's start there. You've done this professionally before. Can you tell our mommy friends like what you've done before and the journey to get to shallow waters? <laughs> So um, I was the editor-in-chief of Heart and Soul for five years. And I also wrote another book that could be considered like a poetry book called Finding Your Way. So I've been writing this whole time. Even when I was at Heart and Soul, I was writing this at night, right? I was writing Mm -hmm. Shallow Waters at night. And what I realized, which is funny for the mommies out there who are trying to write, if you are, what I realized, I was like, if I just keep writing at night, this is never going to be done. Right. Cause I I'll start writing and then I'm like, doze off and go to sleep Yes, by nine o'clock. It's so hard. And so I was like, I'm never going to finish girl. What did you, do? I don't know how, by the grace of God, I have to say, this is the only way I was able to write with the kids running around. Like I brought my computer down and I'm like, mama's going to write because I need to get this done. And they were running around, you know, hungry, you know, asking me for food. So I'm like, okay, I'll go make them food, then go back to the computer. And somehow, I don't know how, I really don't know how, I don't know how I was able to concentrate and do it, but I was able to do it. And they're pretty good kids. (laughs) Okay. Because I'm literally going through this right now in this and I'm, I'm really emotional because I, I actually just recorded a podcast last night where I was like, momming can suck so hard sometimes. It can just suck. And my daughter's an only child. So she's going through when my attention isn't on her, when her eyes are open, it is a problem. 
and she is greedy and selfish with it. And it is hard. It, she creates conflict so that my attention goes back to her. So please, there's a lot of moms who haven't been as fortunate as you to be able to withstand kids running around. Mommy, I'm thirsty. Mommy, I'm hungry. Mommy, watch. Mommy, look. Mommy, look. You know what I mean? Like, I didn't think I would. That's why I feel like Yemeya and God had something to do with it. Like gave me some sort of superpower to be able to like do it. Right. Like, cause I, I can't, I can't even get onto a phone call and now I can because they're teenagers, yes. but I mean, they're still. Okay. So give me timeline. How old were they when you started? And then when you put it to the press, the whole process of the book was seven years. So seven years ago. So they were young. Wow. They were were six, eight, and 10. Okay. So when you are inspired, do you have a conversation with the minis about mommy's got to do this so that there is respect on both sides so that they feel like they're a part girl. So they feel like they're a part of it. They have no respect. And, and I would, I would try to like read some and they'd be like, Oh God, mom. (laughs) They don't care. Like, I was like, I just don't want to be the first one to hear the novel. And they're like, oh, okay, fine. <laughs> so it's not just my child. I just want to make sure my child is normal. She's normal. Oh, she's- not that normal is like the end all be all, but she's, Absolutely. she's right there. Uh, yes. She's magnificent. We'll say. Magnificent. <laughs> exactly. So there is no co-creation or co-conspirators in your kids. No, I haven't experienced that. We'll have different things like it'll be more of like conversations we've had, things like that, where it could feel like we're both giving, but not so much. Yeah, not so much with the with my artistic endeavors. Well, Heart and Soul was it's such an iconic magazine. It just really is for us. And just to be able to blend physical with our mind and our body and our soul is so powerful. And I'm it doesn't exist anymore, right? They exist online. Online. It's just, it's so important for that to make a bigger splash and be louder now more than ever. And so that's kind of like how I feel like I'm curating my Instagram, right? Right. It's like, we're very, very heart and soul, mind, body, soul, bringing it all, the whole, the whole holistic healing. 360. All in. And you know, what's really interesting in the MAA circle that I'm doing, I'm doing Yes, this. and thank you so much for letting me in at the last minute. <laughs> I wish I had lived in New York where you guys went to the actual ocean. Yeah. And you yeah. had a ceremony. I, I want you to tell me about that too freezing. after. It was freezing. <laughs> and I couldn't believe so many women showed up. Like, I was just like, I, I was there. I was like, this is, it's cold. It heated us up from the inside when we started the ceremony and we stood by the the ocean and healed our ancestors who were in the Atlantic ocean. It just was so powerful. I have chills. Beautiful. What I realized within the sister circle is that there is just so much wisdom, so much wisdom. Like anytime someone shares, I'm just blown away. And I'm like, this is all black women need to do is speak their truth. And it's just going to heal everyone. Like, speak I mean, their truth in community. Ashe. Speaking your truth is the first step. Now let's do it in community. Yes. 
Because, oh, I get goosebumps. Because that is a big component of what we're, oh, it's going to make me cry. Big component of what we're missing. I'm very fascinated by Orishas. And for those who are not familiar with what that is, they are gods and goddesses. What is the easiest way to describe what an Orisha is for people who are like, who, what, where? Yeah, they, they are spirits that represent different things on the earth. So Yemeya is the ocean. She's the mother of us all. Oshun, who many people might know because of Beyonce, because mm-hmm. she has the Oshun spirit. She, it's the sweet things in life. It's honey. It's dancing. It's love. And, you know, they all have different things that they represent within this earth. And how important is it for you to identify with which Orisha you are. I've taken part in a couple ceremonies where people are like, oh, you're this. And you obviously connected with Yemeya over Oshun. Why? Well, I don't know if I would say over Oshun. Because you're wearing yellow today. (laughs) Listen, I have been Oshun since I was very young. And I feel like Yemeya chose me, was like, bitch, it's time. (laughs) She's uh, very powerful. A lot of people within the religion, what I've noticing, what I've been noticing is that a lot of people won't even speak her name Mm. because there's so much reverence for her. And, and it's like, they call upon her like last resort because she's very powerful. She's known to be a fierce protector of her daughters. Mm-hmm. And so you pretty much, you don't want to fuck with a daughter of Yemeya. Don't do it. <laughs> you just don't want to do it. Mm-mm. And writing this book, writing Shallow Waters, I had to dive deep into the oceans and be with Yemeya and a lot of a lot of what I did while writing this book, because it takes place in the 1800s mm-hmm. and it's while there was slavery and there's parts where they went on the middle passage. And I literally allowed myself to go in and feel what our ancestors felt. And that was painful, like really painful. Like I, to me, I, I don't necessarily like enjoy books and movies about this time because I come out like even more gangster than I already am. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> I get it. I get it there. It, it was it was horrific. And my people paid the price for greed and, and hateration. Yeah. Well, I don't need to be re-traumatized over and over. So, yes, exactly. I feel you on that. And so my intention with this one is the healing was the healing of our ancestral wounds. And so I put that intention into writing this. And so, so many people after reading it, it's not the same feeling. You don't come out feeling the same way. It's It's the backdrop. It's the exposition. It's the landscape with which to navigate through the healing. Ashe, yes, yes, yes. Say that again. Yeah. (laughs) I think that's important to know because I think a lot of times when we do have content in this time period, it is like chained to that time and everything is filled with trauma and everything is horrible and everything is doom and doom and gloom versus it just being the backdrop 
which obviously informs certain details, but there is a way out. Exactly. Or a way through, I should say. A way way through. Exactly. And to me, what I feel that that Yemeya was doing with this story, because a huge part of it is Yemeya remembering and figuring out who she is, because she doesn't know that she's a goddess in the beginning. And so, well, pretty much throughout the whole thing, she doesn't know. And I don't want to give away the book, but a huge part of it for me was for Black women to remember who we really are. And that's what I feel like Yemeya was doing as she was giving me the story, because even like the thousands of times that I have read this book, I have literally cried every single time, which was one of the big reasons why I was like, I'm not going to read the the audiobook. I was like, I'm going to have my sister. <laughs> so my, Michelle, my sister. Who you I know. There. I really wanted you to, because I think that you'll get there. You'll get there where you're, you're going to be taking audiences and you're going to read it from your voice, because I think that is, and your sister did a great job, but I think that is a catharsis in itself. It is. I, it's, it was just something that I wasn't interested in doing. And I was, I was like me and my sister, we used to read books to each other when we were younger And so I was like, wouldn't it be awesome, you know, if she read it, I actually just now had a thought of when I was in college, I wanted her to read The Alchemist and she wasn't reading it. She was taking a long time. I'm like, it's so magical. You have to read it. You have to. And so on one trip, one drive from L.A. to Fresno, (laughs) I read her The Alchemist in the car. (laughs) Cute. I love that. Did you change her? She loved it. She yeah. loved it. And I can't remember if she loved it as much as I did, but, you know, I was getting everybody the alchemist back then. This was a long time ago in college. <laughs> I mean, obviously being a mother was very inspirational in this project as well. What do you want people to take away from reading this beautiful project of yours? So my intention was for for Black women to remember who they really are. And what has been really amazing in the feedback is that there are all kinds of people coming to me saying that they're remembering who they are. In particular, there's one Indigenous woman who, you know, sent me a letter and she was just saying, basically, she was like, you're helping brown girls all around the world remember who they are. You know, within this book, there are three different nations, indigenous nations in here. The parts with them in the book were so fun to write Mm. because I, you know, I dove in to my imagination, but I dove in and, you know, I did a lot of research. One of my favorite characters is one of the indigenous little girls. So Ozata. (laughs) Connection there. I think it's really fascinating because whenever I hear indigenous and the more I'm learning about our history, the more I'm like, oh, there is a possibility that indigenous African, black, primitive, brown people around the world are all the same thing. Right. I know. So there is really no separation. They want us to think there's separation, but I think there's separation. And, and the, the important thing, because there's the whole, Uh, We are all one. Right. And to me, I'm like, yes, but who is it that's saying it? Right. Like I see and I'm like, okay, are you skipping over a few steps to get to that? We are all one. right? (laughs) 
Always. Right? And mm-hmm. so to me, that's why it's so important to always say that Black women are God, because if someone has an issue with that, right, they're never going to be able to see themselves as divine. Mm. Never going to be able to. If you can't see that a Black woman, that a Black trans woman is God, you're not going to be able to see that in yourself. Not- you can't elevate. You can't elevate. Just the mere like facts of who creates life, that's women, who can create Every color under the rainbow. Well, that's black women. Who's the oldest civilization on the planet? And so you're like, why can't we get there? But obviously, society has put a lot of blocks and a lot of uh, very simple theories. So here we are where we're navigating through the dirt and the must and the clouds and the, the funk to try to get to an understanding of who we are. So is this the first of a series or do you see this as? a closed circle for you in this moment? A closed circle for this particular one, but I would be doing a series in a different way, not a traditional series with other Orisha. Oh, we could literally talk for hours. And we actually did when I had her at the mic, but this is going to be the end of this part, part one of my sit down with Anita Kopach, the writer, the spiritual psychologist, and the creator of Shallow Waters. There are so many beautiful reviews. That's why I kind of covered at the top of this in my intro that as we are healing from our trauma, there are so many ways to do it. Obviously, meditation and yoga, going within stillness, nature, getting some therapy, reading a book, This book is quite literally a combination of what it is that she does. It's the spiritual component and it's the psychology where this beautiful deity, Yimeya, takes us on a journey to ourselves. I love some of these reviews. Harper's Bazaar said, Spellbinding, a captivating debut. In this stirring and lyrical debut novel, perfect for fans of The Water Dancer and the legacy of the Orisha series. The Yoruba deity of the sea, Yemeya, is brought to vivid life as she discovers the power of Black resilience, love, and feminine strength in antebellum America. Anita is a force, and we are so thrilled that she has joined us today. She is someone that you definitely want to check out if you're interested in curating your social media, in this case, Instagram, make sure you follow Anita. All of Anita's social handles are right here in the podcast. If you just look at the page you're listening to or in the description of this pod, you'll find her Instagram. You can also DM me at Tanika Ray on Insta or email me mamastaywithtanikaray at gmail.com. And I can also guide you to where you can follow Anita. Now, obviously, part two is right on the way. Next week, we're going to be breaking down how her home life, how she grew up literally on a farm. She 
had a black mom and a white dad, and they had seven girls that they raised in the middle of nowhere. Her story is extraordinary. And I just love how we follow the breadcrumbs of where somebody comes from, how that creates this extraordinary person, and what they're able to create from that sense of freedom and beingness. And she's just one of those people that I truly admire. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode. I'd like to thank Ginny Media for producing my pod and for making sure I stay out of my own way. Now look, momming is hard AF. Sometimes it's amazing. Sometimes we have the bandwidth to deal with it. And sometimes it takes us under. Today was nothing but aspirational. As we sat down with the mom who literally finished a novel while her three kids were running around demanding her time. Oh, taking notes, Anita. Thanks so much for spending your time with us. It is not lost on me how little time we have to enjoy entertainment and content. So I am so grateful. Don't forget to click like, rate, and subscribe and tell a friend. Let's keep this community growing. Much love. Be safe out there. Namaste. Thanks for hanging out, Mama. I know how little time we have in our day to honor ourselves, and I'm just thrilled to be a part of it. Make sure you click like, rate, and subscribe. I'd love to hear what you think about today's show and what you want to hear going forward. Remember, mommying is a gift and you're doing a kick-ass job. So, woosah and mama stay. Mama stay.